We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. Hey, welcome to At Your Service. Brad Young sitting in with you this evening until 10 o'clock. Thank you for being with us here on Camo X. We're going to have lots of fun tonight. And uh, by the way, I always like to give out my law firm email address because uh, I get lots of feedback from listeners. That's great. I always enjoy that. Uh, my law firm, Harris, Dow, Fisher & Young. My email address is beyoung because it's Good to be young. Uh, be young at Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, Dowell, D-O-W-E-L-L.com. I always respond to all emails. So uh, if you want to shoot me an email at any time, either tonight or tomorrow, I'm always happy to uh, answer your questions. And speaking of answering your questions, you know, th this show is called At Your Service. And what does that mean? Well, at least from my perspective, when I'm in here on Wednesday evenings, it means we're here to talk to you. You know, you can listen to a podcast. They don't, you can't take their calls. Uh, you can watch someone on television. You can't ask them a question. But on At Your Service, we're here to have a dialogue, not a monologue. So if you've got some ideas, if you want to ask a question, you want to banter about it, uh, something I'm talking about, and especially, especially if you disagree with me. Oh, I love those calls when they when you disagree with me. So at any point in time during the show this evening, if you want to give us a call, phone lines will be open. 314-436-7900. And in fact, I'm going to have an ongoing question of the evening. It's going to go out throughout the throughout the show till 10 o'clock. And if I were in a deposition, I would say this would be a continuing question throughout the remainder of the deposition. But here's the question. You know, we're here at the end of 2021. And from your perspective, what's the best and the worst parts of 2021? Now, don't just say, oh, COVID. I mean, everybody knows that. Come on. You got to be a little more creative than just saying COVID. But what's the best and worst parts of 2021? I'd like to hear from you, and as the show unfolds this evening, I'm going to be dropping some of my ideas about the best and worst parts of 2021 because we're closing out this year, and frankly, I'm glad it's over. I mean, aren't you? <laughs> I'm, glad. I'm glad it's almost over. So 314-436-7900, uh, we would love uh, to hear from you throughout the show this evening. We'll have some interviews, uh, an interview in the 9 o'clock hour, but this hour is open phones, and I'll be discussing lots of different topics, 
and uh, we would appreciate your perspective as well. Well, you heard at the top of the show that uh, in the news, in the CBS News, that uh, Ghislaine Maxwell got convicted on four of five counts. Uh, she was acquitted on a fifth count, and she could serve up to, I believe, 65 years in prison based upon her convictions. Uh, so at this point, uh, I don't think she's ever going to be, be getting out of prison. She's going to be in prison probably for the rest of her life. But uh, you know what's interesting? A couple of things that's interesting here. First of all, you know, over on CNN, uh, they've got this continuing problem with uh, people at CNN committing sex crimes. I mean, we've got Chris Cuomo. Uh, we've got uh, Jeffrey Tubin. Uh, it really wasn't a crime, but it was kind of gross. Uh, and also there's been a lot of producers. There's a second producer now is being charged with crimes uh, involving sex acts with minors. So uh, I'm guessing right now that 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 uh, Ghislaine Maxwell's best job opportunity is she could work at CNN. I mean, she would kind of fit right in with their uh, kind of perverse nature of all their employees over there. And she could broadcast from prison. Why not? It'd probably be a show that would be highly rated. But listen, if you're on uh, CNN, if you got 20 people, it's highly rated on CNN these days. So it wouldn't be hard. She'd probably work cheap, you know, if she's in prison. She could work for cigarettes. Uh, isn't that what they work for in prison? Cigarettes or laundry tokens or, you know, maybe the occasional book she could read from the library that was probably printed in the 1970s. I mean, CNN could get her at a bargain rate right now. And uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to come back to this in a minute because uh, I believe, uh, Patrick, what's this guy's name? Colbert. Okay. Hey, Colbert. Hey, thanks for joining us here on uh, KMOX. What's on your mind? Hey, uh one of the worst parts about 2021 was yeah. the uh, unfortunate accident that loadout workers had a couple months ago. Uh, I just want people to be aware of their driving and uh, be aware of people out there working. Oh, you know, there was an accident just a couple of days ago where someone was hit. Uh, it was one of my clients where it was involved with it. I got the... I got the lawsuit sent over to my office yesterday, but somebody was mm -hmm. killed by, uh, we, we, I suspect it's a drunk driver, but we don't have the tox screen back yet to confirm that. But it was an accident that veered off the road and hit and uh, almost killed a, a worker. And uh, there's going to be lots of litigation over that. But you're right. It's really dangerous, especially when people are drinking and driving, especially when people are texting and driving. So you're yep. right. That's uh, that's that's dangerous. What's one of the best parts of twenty? One of the best parts? Yeah. What's the best part? If if there is anything for 2021, what would you say? Well, my uh, my grandma came down for Christmas. Oh, good. And you probably hadn't seen her in a while, then, had you? Uh, a little last Christmas. Yeah. But I went down to the market. And I got some rabbit. Cooked a good old fashioned family Christmas. Oh. Yeah. That sounds delightful. Well, hey, thank you for sharing that with us tonight. Appreciate you calling in, and uh, thanks for listening to Camo X. Yeah, thank you, bud. Hey, we're uh, we're going to go to a break now, but listen, if you've got some of the best and worst from your perspective for 2021, I'd like to hear it. 314-436-7900 here on At Your Service with Brad Young. We'll be right back. Welcome back to At Your Service. Brad Young in this evening. You know, also, I forgot to mention, 
In addition to calling in, if you want to talk about the question of the evening, what is the best or worst parts of 2021? Love to hear your comments on that. You can call or you can text. Same number, 314-436-7900. Feel free to text as well. Uh, I love reading reading texts on the air. Uh, Just uh, make sure that you don't use any colorful metaphors uh, that will get me into FCC trouble. So don't do that. Uh, But otherwise, we'd love to hear your feedback. Uh, Before the last caller, I was talking about uh, Ghislaine Maxwell getting convicted and on four of five charges. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you two things that were going on in the mind of the jury. Uh, I've done jury trials. Again, I'm an attorney. And I can tell you right now that there are two things that the jury was thinking during this trial. You know, it went five days. And when a trial goes for five days, or not the trial, but the deliberations went for five days, that typically means that there was one or more holdouts that was going to acquit Ghislaine Maxwell. And so there was probably the majority of the jury members were uh, going to convict on all charges, but there was a holdout. So the negotiations that were going on probably in the jury deliberation room was how do we get that holdout juror to come over from being from voting not guilty to going for guilty. And that's that's a negotiation process. And so that's how I think that she was convicted on four of five charges. Uh, she was acquitted on uh, on the fifth charge, which I believe was one count of enticing a minor to travel across state lines to engage in an illegal sexual act. That charge actually had I believe it was one of the uh, one of the larger sentences on that particular charge. And so I'm sure what happened is, is that the jury foreman and the other members of the jury said, OK, we'll acquit on this one charge and convict her on these lesser charges. Can you go along with that? And that's how the deliberations went. Secondly, what was going on there and write this down, folks, it happens every time you see anything about jury trials in the news, juries never return a verdict in the morning, ever. And I'm going to tell you why. You're not going to see this on CBS News, but you're going to hear it right here on Camo X. Juries never return a verdict in the morning. This jury with Ghislaine Maxwell, they returned their verdict at 4 o'clock p.m. And there's a reason for that. And there's a very simple reason for that. If the jury members render a verdict in the morning, then they don't get a free lunch that day. They get. I'm not kidding. I'm not making this up, okay? Because I've had many jury members tell me this. They're like, well, we actually made a decision at 11 o'clock in the morning, but we just decided we'd go ahead and get the free lunch and then report the jury verdict after lunch. That happens every time, folks. If you look at whether it's uh, whether it's Kyle Rittenhouse or whether it was uh, uh, Derek Chauvin, all of these jury verdicts always happen after lunch. And so the... <laughs> I'm I'm really not making this up. So the next time you have uh, there's some celebrity lawsuit in the news, whether it's civil or criminal, doesn't matter. It's all the same concept. You watch. You check me out and tell me if I'm right or wrong. But you'll never see the jury verdict come down at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock in the morning. It simply doesn't happen. And it doesn't happen because... (laughs) <laughs> like I said, the jury members want a free lunch. And so then magically at between 1 and 3 o'clock, they go, oh, yeah, now we got the verdict down. Of course they knew it in the morning. You know it and I know it. But 
you know, it's worth sticking around for that extra ham and cheese on rye. Uh, I believe Damon's been holding. Hey, uh, Damon, welcome to Camo X. What's on your mind, sir? So I had asked what was the best and the worst yes. of uh, 2021. Uh, well, the worst to me, I'm a veteran, 14 years in the Navy and Navy Reserve. Thank you, sir, for the your worst, service. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. The worst was what happened on January 6th. Hmm. And everybody that was culpable in it. I agree. And that's the worst that happened. I agree. Um, the best thing that happened is the fact that they tried to get a bipartisan committee to look into it. And the Republicans rejected it. And now are mad because they decided to go forth with it anyway. And they're finding out a lot of good stuff about people that were actual couple in this thing. And I'm glad they're going to get to the bottom of it. Well, Damon, is th- it is a bipartisan committee because don't forget, Liz Cheney is on that committee. And so is Adam Kisner are both on that committee. Those are both Republicans. So, Well, you're absolutely right. So they this are is a bipartisan committee. Right. But I'm, I'm just going on the talking point of the Republicans, what they said. They had an opportunity for this thing to be totally both sides had the exact same power, and now they're crying like little babies because they decided, oh, no, we're not going to do it. Now, I bet you they wish they had done it now. Well, I don't know, yeah. because if this, if, this, uh, uh, if this committee doesn't reach any conclusions in 2022, I can promise you, I would, I would, uh, I would bet a BLT sandwich, a crown candy, and a milkshake— uh, that the Republican, that the, and I would because oh the milkshakes at the Crown Candy are so good, and the BLT is like you know a uh, 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 Mick Jagger from the Rolling Stones said that's what he wanted when he performed in St. Louis earlier this year. I he wanted one of those BLTs oh, from man, Crown they're, Candy. They're massive, aren't they? I mean, you're, there's like a pound of bacon. It's ridiculous. It's like a pound of bacon on that bad boy. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you one quick thing. But wait a minute. I, I didn't finish my thought, though. What will oh, happen okay, is, is, that the, is that the Republicans are going to take control of the House of Representatives after next year's election. So if this committee doesn't reach any conclusions uh, in 2022, then the committee will be disbanded next year. Well, you know what? That may be the case. But I'm, you, I'm going to tell you what the deal is with that. If the Republicans disband this thing that is actually doing good for the country and people are actually finding out all the people that were involved in this thing and all these i'm pleading the fifth and all the people that had fealty to donald if they disband it i guarantee you i guarantee you there will be a lot of republicans voted out of office after the next election from the midterm because what that means what that means to me as a as 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 a member well, actually, I'm an independent, but as a United States citizen and a military man, that tells me that, number one, they're traitors, and number two, they're not doing the job. They should be looking into this. Every, the, the next day after that thing, everybody was talking about, oh, this is bad. Everybody. But then they started giving their fealty to Donald Trump, and guess what happened? All of a sudden, people got amnesia. All of a sudden, people <laughs> said he wasn't so bad. Well, but do you, if you talk to the to the Capitol Police, the people died, the people killed themselves. They got a whole different story. Plus, they got video. 
The video that I saw, it wasn't a walk in the park. No. It wasn't a tourist demonstration. This was some serious, serious traitor type activity. Well, I will tell That's you this, Damon. It was a riot to be sure. And everyone who participated in that riot should be prosecuted. And they are being prosecuted. But here's where you and I would disagree. Whenever I hear people calling this an insurrection or an attempt to overthrow the government, that is just factually wrong. It was a riot. They should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. And those people were really doing you a disservice. If you served in the Navy for all the time that you served fighting for this, for our flag, those people who are rioting on the campus, uh, I mean, on the Capitol building, were going against what you dedicated years of your life to do, which is serving the United States. Thank you. Can I ask you one question? Yes. You said it wasn't an insurrection. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. What if, I'm going to do, do a what if real quick. What if those guys, the few minutes it took them to, to, to whisk away Pence, what if they had got a hold of, Donald, of, of, uh, of Mike Pence? What if they had taken Mike Pence and by the throat and proceeded to the, that building, since there were so many of them, mm-hmm. and had told Mike Pence and put a knife to his throat and said, if you do not do what, we, what Donald Trump said you was going to do and nullify those votes, we're going to cut your throat. What if he had done that? Well, I'll tell you what? exactly what, Damon. Hang on, let me answer your question. Here's, okay. what, here's what I would do. If, if that would have happened, then I would change my opinion and say that it was an insurrection, not a riot. But the reality is that did not happen. So from the evidence, from the objective evidence, Damon, from the objective evidence that we have, (laughs) there was no attempt to overthrow the government. It was not an insurrection. You can't overthrow the U.S. government with a dude wearing a Vikings helmet. Okay, that's not enough to overthrow the U.S. government. But, hey, Damon, we're coming up here on a hard break. I've got to let you go, but I appreciate you calling in this evening, my friend. And again, thank thank you for your service. It was lovely to chat with you. You have a good evening. Great call. 314-436-7900. We've got a couple of texts here that I'll go through in a minute. But uh, what is the best or worst of 2021? I want to hear from you, call or text. And uh, we'll be right back with more fun and frivolity here on At Your Service on X. We're talking about the best and worst of 2021. I'll tell you what's on one of, and I've got a whole bunch of things I'll go through this evening. Uh, but on my list of one of the worst things is the corporate embracing or how corporate America has embraced wokeness. I mean, that's to me is one of the worst parts of 2021. And, and let me give you a great example. You remember last year's All-Star game or the earlier All-Star game this year? It was supposed to be in Atlanta, Georgia. And Major League Baseball decided that they were going to pull that all-star game out of Atlanta because of their complaints or problems about the state's voting law. And what was the big deal about the state's voting law in Georgia? You had to show an ID to vote. Oh, my goodness, how terrible is it? I mean, you got to show an ID to buy a Miller Lite in a bar. I mean, which, why, why can't you show an ID to vote? It's crazy. And so MLB, though, and this is to me what's absurd and puts it on my list of one of the worst things about 2021 is because what did they do? There's two things that are amazingly hypocritical. 
about what the Major League Baseball did earlier in 2021 when they pulled that game from Atlanta, Georgia. First of all, where did the game go to? They they played the game in Colorado. Now, keep this in mind. Let me let me set the table for you. When this game was going to be in Atlanta, a majority of the business owners, a high majority of the individuals that work at the stadium who would have profited from and made money and been helped by the All-Star game were minorities. They were African-Americans. So those around the stadium in Georgia would have been financially uh, benefited by the All-Star game being played in Atlanta. But what do they do? They pulled that game and they played it in Colorado in a place that is, I think, like 97% white. So by moving the game on some kind of cockamamie, uh, non-supported reason that had to do with the voting laws of Georgia, they actually hurt African-Americans in Atlanta, Georgia, and they moved a game that helped white people in Colorado. So how was that supposed to help anyone? It didn't. It was virtue signaling. And so by moving that game to Colorado, they didn't accomplish anything. In fact, they harmed African-Americans in Georgia. Thank you very much, Major League Baseball. The second thing that was going crazy wrong with the MLB's decision to pull this game and to ship it to Colorado is because Major League Baseball was coming at you from a virtuous stratosphere by saying, look how virtuous we are. Look how high-minded we are, and look how we're protesting the human rights violations going on in Georgia because Georgia has the audacity to require people who vote to show an ID. But what did they do at almost the exact same time they pulled that game? They signed a streaming deal with China, with China. That is right now, today, China has imprisoned millions of Uyghurs in China, who are minorities in the in the country of China, and they are, I believe, of Muslim faith, they're imprisoning them. They're forcing sterilization to keep them from reproducing. They're making them perform slave labor. And so MLB says, oh, no, we can't have the All-Star game in Georgia. Why, their voting laws might harm the, the, uh, the minorities in the state of Georgia. But we have no problem signing a streaming deal with China that forces sterilization of their own citizens who happen to be minorities in the country of China. So how do you rectify those two positions? You can't. I mean, at least I would have a little more respect for Major League Baseball if they would have said, you know what? We value human rights so much that we'll move this all-star game, but we're not going to sign any streaming deal with China until they correct and fix their human rights issues and problems and crimes against humanity in the country of China. I would actually have more respect for them if they did that. But no, that's not what they did. They said, we're going to virtue signal by moving the game, but we still want to rake in the dollars by signing this deal with China, and we're just not going to think about all the people who are being imprisoned and are being sterilized and are being forced to perform uh, uh, child labor and forced labor in China. We're just not going to think about it because, you know what, we put a lot of cash in our pockets. That, folks, is why MLB is on my worst list for 2021. And, and when I say that when I say that woke 
has encompassed America. Here's another great example, and this is just from this week. I mean, we just finished Christmas. You know, if you were listening uh, to uh, to our sister station uh, that plays all the Christmas music over on KZK, I promise you that you heard Jingle Bells probably about every 72 minutes over there, okay? Let's be honest. I mean, I listened to it a lot. I had it on. But Jingle Bells was in the rotation quite a bit. That and, of course, Mariah Carey. I, I heard more Mariah Carey this year than I needed to. But my point is, did you know that Jingle Bells is now being canceled by the woke police? Yes, yeah, Jingle Bells. What could be more harmless than a song about dashing through the snow, right? But there's an elementary school. Guess where? You're, I'm sure you're going to guess either New York or California. You are correct. It's in New York. An elementary school in New York has decided right before Christmas to remove jingle bells from its curriculum because, and I'm quoting here, concerns about the song's potential to be controversial or offensive. And when you dive into this story, their entire reason for pulling jingle bells from their curriculum is based upon somebody, and this somebody's name is Kerna Hamill, in 2017, wrote some article at Boston University's College of Arts and Sciences. And she wrote this article exploring how the song originated. And I, again, I'm quoting here, is that from this article written in 2017, this author, Kerna Hamill, and I'm quoting, suggested, quote, some people suggest that the use of collars on slaves with bells to send an alert that they were running away is connected to the origin of the song Jingle Bells, unquote. Now, folks, there's absolutely zero evidence of it. And here's how you know. Listen to the song. It doesn't have anything to do with fleeing slaves. It doesn't have anything to do with slavery. Nothing whatsoever. You don't have to research the origins and say, some say, well, who is some? That's not evidence. You couldn't get that admitted into court. And yet, because they wrote that article, now an elementary school in New York has to remove the song Jingle Bells because the song has, and I'm quoting, the potential to be controversial and offensive. Now, folks, that's just absurd if you can't even play the song Jingle Bells. And this is what the school said in response to this action. Because they were called on it. They were called on it by the media who said, listen, if you just maybe you're on crack and that explains why you're making this ridiculous decision. At least that would be understandable. But no, here's what they said. And I'm quoting from the school. We're not taking a stance about the lyrics meanings, but we do feel strongly that this line of thinking is not in agreement with our district beliefs to value all cultures and experiences of our students, unquote. So if anyone makes up anything about anything, then we have to cancel it. That's essentially what the school is saying. Because there's no evidence to back up this one person who wrote one article in 2017 suggesting that there's some connection without any evidence, without any research, without any facts. So because of that now, if anyone makes up anything about anyone or anything, then boom, they're canceled. That, that's apparently where we are in our culture. So when I talk about what's worst about 2021, it's this idea that our culture is now running full, full steam ahead 
when it comes to canceling anybody who might be offensive or anything that might be offensive in any way, and it's predominantly either racially or uh, gender in nature. And that, to me, is the worst about America because we're all of a sudden now we're, we're turning over our allegiances to the Twitter mob is what we're doing. We're saying if 10 people on Twitter are upset about something, then we have to, we have to cancel it. And it's generally only one direction. I mean, if there's, a, if there's 10 conservatives on Twitter who are upset about something, that doesn't get canceled. But if there's 10 progressives, if there's 10 socialists that get upset about something, then we have to cancel it. And that, to me, is the worst, some, one of the worst things about 2021. But there's a lot of things that are the best of 2021. And in fact, when we come back from this break, I want to talk about one of the things that I think is absolutely one of the best parts of 2021, and it deals with space. Now, you know, I'm, I'm not going to start talking about Star Trek. Don't worry. I'm not going to put tape on my glasses and do the Vulcan sign. Okay, I'm not going to do that. But 2021 was a fabulous year for space. And I'll break some of that down. But again, what's on your mind? What do you think is the best or worst of 2021? Call or text 314-436-7900 on At Your Service. Stick around. Welcome back to At Your Service. We're talking about the best and the worst of 2021. Not that I have an opinion on anything, uh, but we've uh, we've dove in. We've uh, we have dove into lots of topics this evening. What's on your mind? Brian's been holding through the break. Hey, Brian, welcome to KMOX. Thanks for taking my call. I would say uh, the worst of 2021. I almost lost my job because Ooh. of cancel culture. Oh, you did. Uh, but thanks in part to you and your advice and help, uh, that did not happen. So that that was good. And then um, I would say one of the best. Yep. Hey, uh-oh. I lost you, Brian. Hey, Brian, I'm sorry. Call back because you were just getting to the meat of your question and uh, lost the call. That's okay. Technical problems happen, but call back. And Brian, I remember, you know, you and I, Brian, have talked before and you're right. He he was kind of getting his job. I uh, was on the line and uh, I did help him out. He's one of the guys that emailed me at my law office and uh, I was able to help him out. And to me, that to me is at your service. Now, it doesn't mean that I'm going to establish an attorney-client relationship with everyone that contacts me uh, because, uh, you know, I got to make a living. So, but I will I will be happy to help folks, answer your questions, steer you in the right direction. I love doing that for the X family because uh, I love X. Listen, I've listened to X since I was about eight years old, and it was a thrill for me to start coming on to X as the legal analyst 21 years ago. I started as the legal analyst uh, here on Camo X, and I've been hosting now for five uh, five years or so, and enjoy that. So uh, that's why I like helping out the Camo X family. And Brian, I'm sorry we lost you there for a moment, but I was just telling folks uh, during the technical glitch that you had a situation where you were kind of being canceled, and I was happy to help you out. Yeah, which I very much appreciate it. I mean, I, I I thought it was unbelievable that you sent me an email and then spent. Uh, I couldn't believe how you know how much time and that you spent to give me some good advice. So I really appreciate that. Well, you're welcome. Um, so I'm not sure where I got cut off, but uh, that was 
the worst part of mm-hmm. 2021. And I would say the best part of 2021 is listening to Brad Young on Cable <laughs> X and 97.1. Wow. Well, thanks, I, I, Mom. I, thanks, Mom. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know if you were on uh, before 2021 or not, but I, I was. Just kind of discovered you uh, then, and uh, thank you. Uh, I think I, uh, as I told you before, you're my new Charles Krauthammer. Thank you. Well, I hope I can live up to that because Charles Krauthammer was amazing. He was a giant in terms of of uh, of analysis, of morality, of con- of conservative but compassionate conservatism, and I've read several of his books, read his columns for years, and uh, I hope Brian in twenty twenty two to live up to that, and I will certainly strive to do so. But uh, thank you, sir, uh, for calling in, and obviously thanks for listening to Camo X. Okay, thank you, Brad. Appreciate it. Uh, bye bye. Talk to you soon. Uh, I mentioned, and hopefully I've got enough time to to dive into this, but one of the best for me for 2021, and again, my worst and my best don't really have anything to do with COVID because, uh, I mean, everybody's got a COVID story. We've all lost people. I'm not trying to minimize that, but that's something that we all share. And uh, right now I've got at least one daughter of mine who's positive with COVID, doesn't live in my house, but... Uh, I've got another daughter that maybe is COVID. She's tested twice and negative, uh, but we're staying away from each other just to be sure. But my point is, is that we can talk about things other than COVID. And with regard to the best, I mentioned space. Because just think about this year in terms of what we've done in space. One of the things that the United States has done is we landed another rover on Mars. You may say, yeah, been there, done that, yawn, what's new today? Well, Yawn, we landed up we landed something on another planet. How cool is that? First of all. And the thing drives itself. How cool is that? I mean, you think a Tesla's neat, but try doing that from you know 75 million miles away. It's an accomplishment. But the greater accomplishment is the greater accomplishment is on that Perseverance rover that's on the surface of Mars, we landed a helicopter that is an autonomously flying helicopter on another planet. I mean, what could be cooler than that? And we did that this year. And you've got to understand that with this helicopter that was that's flying currently on Mars, the air on the surface of Mars has the thickness of approximately 50,000 feet on Earth. That's how thin the air is. What the, how thin the air is at 50,000 feet on Earth, that's what it is at ground level on Mars. Helicopters on Earth cannot fly above 10,000 feet because the air is too thin. It, there's not enough air to circulate to keep the helicopter airborne when the blades are going around and around. And so literally NASA scientists had to invent something that could not work. In other words, a helicopter cannot fly at 50,000 feet on Earth. It cannot. And so they had to invent something that could do the impossible. So as if going to Mars isn't impossible enough, NASA invented a helicopter that shouldn't be able to fly. And they had to test it on Earth in an environment. They couldn't test it on Mars. They had to test it here. And to me, that is just mind-boggling the intelligence and the ingenuity it took to fly an autonomous helicopter 
on the planet, on a, on the surface of another planet. And it takes pictures and it sends them back. And oh, and by the way, the whole thing runs. You know that helicopter is called Ingenuity for a reason, folks, because it shouldn't be able to fly, but it does. And the whole thing flies on, guess what? It flies on a computer that's made from a cell phone. I'm, I'm not making that up. They had to have something that was small and light and yet still had a lot of computing power. And there's nothing smaller or lighter or that has more computing power than that little cell phone that's in your pocket right now. And so NASA scientists took a, literally took the, the guts from a cell phone to develop the, the computer system that runs this autonomous helicopter called Perseverance. And so when you combine that with, with, the, uh, with the commercial launches into space, you know, we've seen, you know, Bezos went into space, whoop-de-doo, but Captain Kirk went into space. Now that is cool, okay? But we've had all of these commercial launches into space, and it's kind of like what the evolution of the airplane was. I mean, none of us were around, but in the 19, early 1900s, when air travel was first starting, it was only the elite, it was only the military, it was only pilots who could fly at an airplane. And now if you got 100 bucks, you can fly to Louisville, okay? It's not that big a deal. We take it for granted. That's the way space is going to be in the not-too-distant future. So right now it's devoted to the military, it's devoted to the wealthy, it's devoted to the privileged. But once space travel gets commercialized, just like airplanes were commercialized in the 20s and the 30s and the 40s, our kids and our grandkids are going to take space travel for granted. And it all started this year. That, to me, from my perspective, is clearly one of the highlights of 2021. Hey, we're coming up here on a break. We've got more uh, after the break, including talking about computer viruses and hacking in the next hour on At Your Service on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 